Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Nerd Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me is... Joining you from the gazebo of solitude, the Todd Bob. And? The token... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The token fan of failures, Tarky. CDO113, the droid you're looking for. And today we're going to be talking to you about our favorite DC characters. Last week we showed Marvel some love, so this week it's DC's turn. We are in our love for comics, polyamorous. <laughs> so who wants to kick it off today? Uh, I kicked it off last time. Let somebody kick it off. I guess I'll kick it off. Alright, we will start up with old Danny son then. Alright, uh... I'm going to pick Green Arrow. Uh, of course you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. That came God, out. That was out, I'm sorry. That was out loud. Go ahead, Danny. Tell us why Green Arrow is cool before I jump on him. <laughs> Green Arrow, for me, I, I like the fact that he's like a, a dualistic kind of character. He was born rich, but he prefers to be like the everyman. Uh He's a Robin Hood do-gooder, and he pre he started out pretty much a Boy Scout with a code, and it wasn't until the Longbow Hunters that he went kind of bloodthirsty. And I'm talking the comic books, not the TV show, which I also like, and I know I get a lot of grief for. And uh, he basically wants to pay back to the community and, and to the regular person because he was born with a silver spoon in his, in his mouth that he, that he doesn't feel suits him anymore. You realize he could do that with programs and his money? Yeah, but then he couldn't run around town firing arrows into bad guys. Well, he could because he's rich. <laughs> Which is what they made him do in the first place. Oh, well, he's gotten several you fortunes know. when different family members have died, and he always gives the money away to some charity or some charity group that does like soup kitchens or women's shelters and stuff like that. And he's only kept like a little chunk for himself to, for, you know, be able to do a superheroing. So he does do that in the books because he's went through, I know, two or three fortunes doing that. You know, every time a great aunt or great uncle or whatever dies, yeah, he just, when he inherits, yeah, he gives 90% of it away. So he's not even good at being a rich guy, hmm. <laughs> Well, he knows if he has that much money, he's just going to drink and party it away. So, to get rid of the temptation, he tends to give it away to charities and stuff. Well, um, hmm, where to start? Um, I don't dislike Green Arrow as much as I dislike Punisher. I can go that far. Because uh, at least, I mean, he... He has his grim, dark phases he goes through, but generally speaking, he is at least heroic. Uh, I don't mind the Robin Hood aspect. Because, you know, it's tapping into a classic character or whatever, but... Uh, I don't know. He's another one like the Punisher that I have a hard time seeing him dealing with super people. Uh... Which, you know, should be a thing with Batman, too, but it bothers me less with Batman. But 
But he, he's another one that as long as they keep him at a, at a street level, yeah, he works fine. I mean, I like to make fun of him because of things like the boxing glove arrow, but... Uh, but I always enjoy seeing Green Arrow in very specific moments, like in, uh, you know, Dark Knight, or in the comic form of Batman v Superman that mm -hmm. they always go to. You know, it was just, he had one shining moment where it's, hey, shoot one arrow really good for me. And he goes, can do. Yeah. Or Injustice, where, you know, he fires at Superman, and Superman thinks he's firing him, so he swats it. And then, you know, Green Arrow goes, oh, he swats it like that when he doesn't care. And he aims another arrow, fires it. Superman swats it again, and then realizes after he swatted it, it had something on it that was a little different. And he looks as it goes through a crack in the ice in the Fortress of Solitude to go outside to Batman and Batman's crew. So he successfully stole from Superman by calculating the SWAT off of Superman's, mm -hmm. you know, I don't care, it's an arrow, and SWATs it. Kind of the underestimation thing. Right. Well, so it's that moment where he goes, I know I'm being underestimated, I've got to, and now I have to calculate an arrow shot to get it out to the crew. Well, see, that's one of the Superman's things. going to kill me. That's one of the things that hooked me as a kid to liking Green Arrow, because, you know, I can't remember if it was the Golden Age or the Silver Age book that I had. That you know, they're basically you know at the just on the uh, in the Justice League headquarters when they didn't call themselves Justice Leagues, I don't think. But one of them was basically like, "What makes you so special to be here?" And he goes, "Because I can shoot anything. Doesn't matter." And Flash is giving him crap about, "I could go across the room and you couldn't hit me." And he goes to run, and Green Arrow is drawing an arrow. And when Flash gets across the room, see, you didn't even touch me. And he go, he points him down, and there's a chunk of his boot stuck to the ground with an arrow. And he goes, all I got to do is know where you're going, and I can hit you. <laughs> Except you're like, talking about somebody that could cross the room before you could think that he was crossing the room. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that... They'll let him do stuff like that that makes no sense. Well, that's that's the DC way. Now, the DC way does, he... The, DC does that. The way he did it in the actual Flash show, that worked. Yeah, he set up a trap. Yeah, but that's kind of the prep time thing. You know, that, that tends to be how Batman does it. Except in the Justice League movie, where he catches Flash as he's falling. Still bothers well, you know, Flash really, really sucked in that movie, so. <laughs> he couldn't stop tripping. He walked yeah. like a, he ran like a toddler. A really, really fast toddler. Ah! Oh, man, I wish I could see my hands flailing. Ah! Thump. Yeah. <laughs> no, he never thumped because Batman always caught him. He tripped twice. Batman caught him both times. Because Batman. Clearly, clearly. Now, I did like Green Arrow in the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely the coolest version. Of... Boxing glove. Yep, that was the coolest version of the boxing glove arrow they ever did. That was when I realized how awesome a cartoon that was. Cause I'm sitting there going, holy shit. They actually made the boxing glove arrow look cool.
And he was voiced by a guy that used to play a character on one of my mom's soap operas that I liked. So I kind of I kind of went into it going, oh, it's that guy. And I'd read a you know TV Guide article where he was talking about showing up for the first day recording in costume because he was so excited about it. <laughs> he goes, yeah, they, they looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, look, he's uh, he's in costume. Uh, oh, him talking about, you know... <laughs> Him talking about hitting the gym because he didn't want to go to the comic conventions and have have little kids looking at him like, oh, that's Green Arrow? <laughs> In his younger days, he actually looked the part pretty well. You know, I, could have, I could have seen him playing the role in something, you know, as he was back when I was a kid. But... I always wanted Carrie Elways. Hmm. Would not have been a bad choice. All right. Oh, let's jump over to Taylor. All right, Tarky, who is, who is your guy? I'm going to continue. Or, or and, and or gal, I don't want to be. I'm going to continue to take someone who's technically not a failure. Good old Booster Gold. I just I just enjoy the, the, the character of, like, I'm kind of a hero for secondary reasons. But slowly moves towards, all right, I, I need to be a hero just, just because being a hero is what you should be doing when you have what I have. You know, because he, he enters in, does some heroics, gets corporate, gets, you know, a bunch of movie deals and corporate sponsors, and goes, hey, I'm just going to be a superhero to be famous. And then it crashes and burns, and his only success really comes when he goes, I need to be a hero to be a hero. You know, I don't need complicated secondary objectives. I don't need to have the world's most illustrious backstory. I'm a guy from the future with super tech. Let's just be a superhero. And it works out for him better when he just does that. It's just a shame that they've told that exact same arc with him two or three times now. Right. And the only time I've been okay with that retelling is in the new... the. New fifty two mm-hmm. or fifty two weeks, I forget which one. When he's when he expects, you know, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman to show up and give a big speech and it doesn't happen. Then he's gotta and then, you know, he gets mad at this new hero super supernova, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah that, that was in yeah, that was the fifty two That was the fifty yeah. what you were calling fifty two weeks, I think it, they just called it fifty two. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was that weekly book that covered the what was it? You had one of the big events wrap up. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman were all basically gone for a year. Well, the the comics all just jumped. The next month was a year later, and then you had that yeah. you had that that weekly miniseries that ran through the entire year that filled in what that previous year had got what had happened in that previous year. And yeah, that's where you yeah. had super you had Supernova running around in Metropolis, basically filling in for Superman. And Lex Luthor was convinced that it was actually Superman. Yeah, the, f- the funniest thing with that was like sup- with Supernova running on. Booster Gold doesn't know who this is. I'm mm-hmm. from the future, and I don't know who this is. And it's making him so mad and frustrated and forcing him to do certain things. And then, spoiler alert. I'm going to give spoilers to this. I know it's been a while, but yeah, yeah. if you don't want to hear, I'm about to say an important part. And then probably just like less than a minute of dialogue. But anyway, starting now. The fact that Supernova is Booster Gold the whole time, doing things specifically to make himself mad because he knows what he'll do when he's mad, like he knows how to path himself, is hilarious. It was just him from a little bit further in the future. Yeah, it's it's just 
I enjoy just like booster goals. Just like, look, I just I know what to do with myself. Let's just work with that. <laughs> As he's working with you know the only other time traveler guy uh, that he really knows. That was that was basically when him and Rip Hunter started yeah. working together. Yeah, yeah, because Rip Hunter was blaming him for the entire thing. My favorite At boost gold is still uh, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, Justice League or, Unlimited booster gold is is how well, I was introduced to him. Well, I think it, he only had one episode that was dedicated. Yeah, yeah. Crowd yeah. control. They were fighting one of the magical... Uh, it was the big wizard guy that... He, he's really a Legion of Superheroes villain. Though he yeah. popped up in the in the Justice Society when they revamped them, uh, Mordred. I can't it's not Mordred. It's something something with a U. Mordred. It's it's it, his name is weird. Yeah. But anyway, they had him on crowd control, and everybody kept confusing him with Green Lantern for some reason. <laughs> Can they get Blue, your autograph? Yeah, you know, blue and yellow it's, make green. It's Green Lantern. Have that Green Lantern. All right, Todd, who's your favorite DC character? The Joker. The Clown Prince of Crime. Hell with these heroes. I'm going for a flat-out villain. Because, you know, a hero who only runs around with guns and traps is stupid. But a villain that does it? Great. Well, yeah. And that's that's the trick. Joker done... I, was, I liked the Batman comic as a kid. But I tended to pull for Joker. I had that real bad. So, you know, that that was kind of a thing. I know, but, like, uh, I like the Joker in context of Batman. Outside of Batman, it's not great. See, I, don't know. I like the Joker. I like Joker outside of the context just because when he pops up in Superman, Superman always underestimates him. Yeah, and that underestimation is, is one of the things that just about gets uh, Lois killed. Yeah. In, in that's one what, of the... that's... Joker's that character that shows up in other people's books and shows you that Gotham ain't nothing to fuck with. And that yeah. should work once for any particular hero. It should. And Joker the fact, that, they, they, the fact that they'll do it over and over again is kind of like, eh. Well, the trick is, Batman has a hard time with Joker over and over. That's yeah, but Batman's also a street-level human character, so that, that they work together. I'm Superman. Like, yeah. I underestimate the Joker the first time he shows up. The next time, the second I see him, I've knocked him unconscious before he has t- time to register that I'm there. Yeah, but your Superman all of a sudden is using his powers in concert, which he never does. Well, that's fair. He did that. If he did that, there'd be no crime in Metropolis ever. Yeah. He is literally Jesus floating around in a cape. He doesn't use a whip. Because he doesn't have to. And you don't know what the hell him and Lois do. Fair. Anyway. Fair. But yeah, I like I like him, especially when you get a writer that writes him as a force of nature. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever read the storyline where uh, Batman and the Spectre and somebody else get taken into the mind of somebody and Batman yeah. like, we gotta get out of here 
Yeah, it was the Justice League. It was the it was yeah, the Hal Jordan Spectre. Yeah. And it wasn't the Spectre that took him in there. It was Manhunter. It was John. Yeah, it was John Jones took him to the center of Joker. Batman realized immediately where the hell they were, and was like, "We got to get out of here." But when you find out at the core, Joker, there was a person that's sane. He had a he had a peaceful center deep in the files of his mind. Well, the 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 Jordan Specter had been mocking the fact that they had. You know, they were all these bright, shiny heroes, but they had their demons, and he shows them to them. Right. Yep. So John was basically showing him that, you know, the worst humanity has to offer, you know, has a little kernel of, of something good in him. I enjoyed that, because when, when it pulls out to the Joker, he burps. It goes, uh, that guy's tongue I ate must not have agreed with me. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the one other Joker thing I, I like, it was uh, in a special they did about the Joker different storylines over the years you got an interview with him from some humor magazine it's it's no pictures it's just like a written story and he's you know got this guy to come in and he has brownies or something for the guy and the, the guy's kind of scared to take one you know they got him in a straight jacket chained down but he had made brownies and had him sitting out with some milk and uh, the guard is like they're okay. We watched him make them. You know, she. I've had two of them. And the guy sits down and he starts interviewing the Joker and he eats a brownie and drinks some milk while he's doing this. And then he starts choking and carrying on. And uh, the guy's like, man, I, I don't ever do this unless, you know, I've ate peanuts or been around peanuts. And the Joker's been giggling the whole time. And the, the guard goes, what? Oh, crap and grabs the guy and drags him out of the cell. He put ground-up peanuts and put them in the mixed. Well, lots of people put peanuts was, in the brownies, yeah. Yeah, that the was, Joker knew about this guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew about the allergy, but yeah, it was yeah, something the guards go, oh, yeah. well, he's not hadn't done anything to it. Yeah, that was a secret origin, if I remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember the title of the book. It was like... They did a couple of those. Joker, Joker managed to fuck up a couple of people in both of them. But yeah, that's 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 my favorite. I like most iterations of him. I have not seen that movie just because uh, I don't really count that as Joker. And I don't. He's one of those characters, kind of like my Marvel pick. I don't want a whole hell of a lot of origin for him. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start trying to explain why he's like he is, yeah, yeah. Killing Joke was enough. And the nice thing about Killing Joke is even when you read it, he's going, eh, that might be my origin. It might not. I remember it differently every time I do. Yeah. If I'm going to have a history, it might as well be multiple choice. <laughs> All this, right. Uh, Go ahead. Three Jokers thing that's coming up from DC, I'm kind of worried about it, though. Yeah. I, I haven't come up with it close, but... Where it's like they go suggest that there's three different ones. Now, I don't, I don't like explanation with my joke. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like permanent changes, like when they had him cut his face off. I don't like it. Well, what they're basically doing is is stealing something from the. Uh, you remember when DC did their uh, tangent line? Yeah. You know. 
where they took the you know they took the old familiar names and it was a completely new universe with different design characters. Yeah. Well, you know, the Joker in that was a woman, and a you know a vigilante, but that was the trick. There was three of them. Yeah. Uh, when they did that uh, mystery of the Batwoman uh, animated series movie. You know, I I pegged what the yeah. twist of that movie was almost immediately based off the fact that I had read the Joker book, or the Joker Tangent book. And that truthfully strikes me as kind of what they're doing again. Is they're going back to that that weird little offshoot book and stealing the plot idea. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's just one. I ain't, I'm not excited about it. Mm-hmm. When they first suggested, oh, who is it? Oh, it's three of them. Yeah. You know, because looking at the cover, it's like, it's like they're trying to suggest that the Joker that crippled Barbara Gordon and the one that beat Jason Todd damn near to death are two different people. And I'm like, no, because when you read a death in, death in the family, that's why he's broke. He talks about crippling Gordon's daughter and why is Gordon taking it so personal. He's like, you know, I sent a, I sent a tin of pencils. What else do you want from me? You know, you had that neat little period right through there when Joker didn't show up a lot, but when he showed up, you felt it because he cost some. He cost your heroes something, mm-hmm. which is rare in comics to have a character kind of consistently. Oh, you know, Gordon's got a wife. Well, Joker's out, not anymore. Oh, you got a Robin. Well, not anymore. You know, to the point that when Joe, when Gordon shoots him in the leg, in the knee. After he's murdered his wife, and he's like, I may never walk again, just like your daughter. I get it, and falls out laughing. That is some classic characterization. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else was freaked out, and Joker's sitting there laughing, and, you know. That Not Batman. Like, Batman was going to kill him if you want to. Yeah. He ain't saying shit. Quick little tangent. In the bat in the Batwoman TV series, that's why Batman has been gone for five years. Yeah, he snapped. He snapped and killed the Joker. Ah, uh, well, that's at least a reasonable explanation for why he's gone. Yeah, but they only gave you that so it can make Batwoman appear better. Well, they need to do something. It's not like it's not like she's got viewership or anything. No, it's it's down. It's down in the low six hundred thousand now. But anyway. Who's your favorite? Out of DC, I am going to go with the old Kyle Rayner Green Lantern from the 90s. You and people that make light shapes. Look, I like flying bricks, and I like guys (laughs) with energy construct powers. I'm I'm not going to lie. I've got a type. And then you give me Ion, who's a Daxamite, so he's got Kryptonian-type powers, and a power ring, and ooh. But anyway, uh, so like when I was a kid and when I, hit, I would hit uh, comic shops that had like the, you know, the, the 10 cent box or the quarter box, uh, you know, I would dig through and I'd pull out Green Lanterns a lot of times because I liked the power set, you know, the core was neat enough and uh, my dad had the entire, uh, that original Green Lantern core miniseries DC did. Yeah. You know, which which introduced uh oh crap, what was the undead guy's name? 
the darkest night stuff was all was was, was yeah, all involving him but it, it was the introduction was of that uh no black hand was an was old black... villain that tied into that guy necron or something like that yeah necron okay but uh yeah. you know that miniseries debuted necron uh debuted a character that became one of the creepiest stories in comics that little uh gold chick that you know looks prepubescent when she shows up and is clearly crushed on Jordan and then when you know she's an alien aliens she may have aged in dog years you oh she was supposed to be over a hundred I think but yeah yeah see they still look kind of creepy with it to go ahead and uh but not in that mini series but to rip from another comedy it uh, she's technically 150 years old. Then why did you draw her like this? Yeah. Well, now, when she hooks up with Jordan, she has aged herself to look more appropriate. But, you know, it's all the characters in the book know what she would look like five minutes ago. It's like, no. Eh. But I digress. I like the powers and stuff, but I never really got into Hal Jordan as a character particularly. Uh, and then after they did the uh, Emerald Twilight... You know, he became Parallax. He killed off the core. Uh, Which uh, is actually when I started to like him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a neat storyline. But, uh... So it was kind of like me get. It was kind of a Green Lantern I could get in on the ground floor of. And he made some tweaks to the costume that I liked. Uh, I like that they got rid of the stupid yellow vulnerability. Yes, and the yeah. time limit, truthfully. Yeah. You know, Kyle's ring didn't have the time limit on it either. And in his con, he could make constructs that stayed. That took more effort, and they they still, I think, only stayed for so long. Truthfully, but, uh, now he could, but he could set them up, and he could he could set up. I want to say he could set up people like constructs of people doing tasks, and yeah, they keep doing the task or whatever. Well, there's two things that I know he made that stayed permanent. You had a guy that he, an ex-veteran that he found on the street who saved him, and the dude was missing. His, somebody had destroyed or did something to his uh, prosthetic legs, mm-hmm. and Kyle uses his ring to make him a set and makes it permanent. And then you have another storyline that, that took place in the Green Lantern core book that they did afterwards, and these people were looking for this, you know, ancient Earth statue that was worth you know a quadrillion dollars or you know credits or whatever it was and it was a uh, bust that kyle had done because you know he was an artist yeah it was a bust that he had done of one of his girlfriends and had made probably it permanent it ended up probably the one that ended up in the refrigerator yep yeah, yeah. Put that out. <laughs> which is where the term fridging comes from yeah i know <laughs> where they'll talk about you know whacking female characters or whatever you know, kind of introducing them, but just to, just so they can whack him to be motivation for the hero. Yeah, that happened early on in his career. But yeah, I like the fact that he was an artist. His stuff tended to be a little more intricate. He did a lot of anime, manga kind of based stuff, you know. And he was the only one. That at the, was nice yes, at the time, that was At that the was time, nice. he was the only one. He did not have a core. He didn't have 3,000 people for he could call for backup. Yeah. yeah, which made him special. And you had that lingering shadow of, well, you know Jordan's out there somewhere running around his parallax. Yep. You know, and, you know, that was clearly going to be a thing eventually. You know, but you One had his storyline. Truthfully, the storyline where the girlfriend gets fridged for all the people complained about that trope, uh, 
it was unexpected at the time. Yeah. Because they really were building her up to be kind of his main support character, you know. She was the one kind of pushing him to be better. Uh, and it was just kind of brutal it, out of nowhere. And it hit you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and from basically from the conclusion of that story, they go right into Zero Hour, which was a neat miniseries that I was into. Uh, or, you know, one of their event crossover things. Which is which is kind of where he gets introduced to the rest of the heroes. But uh, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him going up against. Uh, oh, what they call him, the Hyper Clan. You remember the White Martians that were masquerading as superheroes? Yes, yes. Justice League. And yeah, when they come after him, the guy turns into a big yellow mech. <laughs> it's like ah. You know, this is perfect against the Owen Ring, and Kyle basically forms anime armor on him. Go, yeah, you deal with the raw Green Lantern for that. Yeah, proceeds to beat the living hell out of him. Yeah, I, I like. I thoroughly, I let's see through that same era. Yeah, I liked really liked him in the Justice League book. Uh, he was in a one iteration of the Titans for a while because he was dating Donna Troy. Because, let's see, he dated... After the initial girlfriend, he eventually started dating... He, he dated Donna Troy for a while, Jade for a while. Uh, ended up giving, getting her a ring. Because some, for some reason, there through there, her power pulse wasn't, you know... She had lost her power pulse. She didn't have her powers anymore. Uh, it was up with the time travel story, because Jordan basically makes a copy of his ring. You know, a, a younger Jordan made a copy of his ring and left it with Kyle, so Kyle could restart the, the core if he wanted to. Yeah, because Kyle's ring could not duplicate itself. That was one of the things I liked in that when he got that ring, he went through space, you know, giving people where he's like, okay, you're strong, we'll give you a ring. And when he comes back to see the dude, the dude was evil and had basically taken over his entire planet and was like a, a you know, dom a dictator. Yeah, the, guy, the guy ended up pulling a Sinestro. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking the like... And then uh, he gives Sinestro it without the cool Mustang. He gives it to this one chick, and, you know, she's a great, great hero. Well, when that particular uh, lantern battery dies, she's left without powers, and so all of her enemies that she made are now trying to kill her. Well, you had and one she, story while I was in space where it was it was a member of the previous core that had lost, you know, that, you know, the ring had depowered. Yeah. Because she winds up trying to steal Kyle's, but Kyle's won't work for anybody except him or Jordan. Yeah. And then she winds up like offing herself or something. That book was great until he went off into space. You know, his girlfriend gets murdered and stuffed in a fridge. It sucks. He deals with it. He goes on with his life. A buddy of his gets beat up by some homophobes. He has lost faith in humanity and must travel the stars. And the dude couldn't write a space story to save his life. None of the space stories were good. Was Judd Winnick writing that book then? Uh, yes, yes, that was who that was. Yeah, that that sounds like a Winnick. You know, it was just the Winnick is Winnick is a great writer until he starts thinking about Pedro, and then it the minute he adds Pedro to his writing. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I kind of figured that was the cause, but you know, I stuck yeah, with it for a while. But the, the space stories got so bad, it's kind of. Like, eh. But still, he remains one of my favorite. Out of the DC character, he remains one of my favorites. That was just a real good, real good run of a comic through there. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, 
Kyle almost got me into Green Lantern. But just about the time I started thinking, yeah, I might give this a shot. They brought back Jordan for no damn reason. I was like, oh, well, hell with yeah. Well, bringing Jordan back made more sense than bringing Barry back. Jordan at least That's had true. some hardcore fans that were wanting him back. Oh, boy, that brought back uh, Barry Allen. Yeah, he was the only person that wanted Barry Allen back. Yeah. The fans kept, kept on him about Wally West till they finally brought him back. Is he dead again? I don't know. I don't keep up no more. I know you had Flash War where you find out that, yeah, Wally really was the fastest. And then they killed him in that next little miniseries. And I don't know if he's dead dead or back dead or kind of dead. Because, you know, he was running around in that. Which that was because he basically jumped. He either jumped back in time right after he killed everybody, uh, including himself or some kind of shit. It was, it's strange. It's, it's got one of them weird kind of Professor Zoom in the animated shit yeah. where I think he's dying, but some crap. I think he's got like 24 hours before he actually drops. But going that fast, 24 hours last forever. I'm about to say, a speech would get a lot done in 24 hours, though. Yeah, like Dragon Ball Z. So anyway, that's been our favorite characters. Uh, if you, you know... You want to leave us a, a comment, tell us what your favorite is. If you want to leave a comment bashing our choices, that's that's acceptable too. Yeah, because we bash on each other, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of us make it awfully really, easy, no, I'm just saying. Nobody, nobody really went after Kyle. It was all positive things about Kyle. Talk about his writer sucking. Well, you know, what can you say? Kyle was the best screenwriter they've done, yeah. <laughs> and also, it's... It's hard to it's hard to rap on space cops. It is you never know when they're true. going to be around. It is a tried and true truth. Watching you. Okay. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Anywho, <laughs> uh, if you like what uh, we do here, la it's laser shooting. It's laser shooting people in space who took authority onto their own hands. I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's got it's got underlying off. creepy to it. Yeah, well, that's kind of any government to some You know, there's worse stuff out there, but... And the Owens were supposed to be the first life form, so, you know, they kind of see themselves as, you know, the big brothers of everybody else. But anyway, that's us for the day. Uh, if you like what we do, you know, follow us, subscribe, hit the like button, like. all that jazz. Uh, the like, I find that the like button is very, very important. Helps keep, you know, YouTube off of it. Yeah, yeah, it has to do with, you know, how we show up in searches and stuff. But anyway, so I guess this will be us signing off. Uh, I was your host for the day, the experience of some called Jason, and with me has been... The Todd Father, still live from the of Solitude. The Token, living in fear of Green Lanterns now, Tarky. <laughs> and the droid, CDL-113. And we will see you next time.